are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. Tonight on the Band from Ringside Podcast, we have the Royal Rumble recap, the NXT Philadelphia Takeover recap, Cody Rhodes turned on Kenny Omega, and tons, tons more. Tonight on the Band from Ringside Podcast. Ditch that 9 to 5. It's time to feel alive, everybody. Hello, Marks, and welcome to the band from Ringside Podcast. I am your host, Bill Veggie, a.k.a. Jablo Escobar. And to my <laughs> right, as always, we have two beer, Zach Pullman. What's going on, Zach? Uh, not a lot, Jablo. It's <laughs> a good one, right? You should break out that pile on the table and let's get this podcast started. <laughs> and to his right, uh, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Hashtag Boo the Hills, it's all good. That, good job, Bo. I like that. That was funny. Yeah, that's from our friend Bo Geesman, a.k.a. Vice, who provides me with the AKs every week. Uh, we are coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios in getting colder and colder St. Louis, Missouri. We got Sam the Mauler Mall. Sam the Mauler Mall. Sam the Mauler Mall. Oh, I'm sorry. Mr. Perfect's in the house. Turning the knobs. <laughs> <laughs> And we got tons of stuff to get to you guys tonight. Uh, we had the Royal Rumble, like I said, the NXT TakeOver. Uh, some stuff happened on Raw and SmackDown. Some stuff happened in New Japan. But before we get too far into it, we'd like to remind you to hang out at Soul Taco, everybody. That is Soul Taco. That is delicious Korean-Mexican fusion food. Uh, they got places in St. Louis on the U-State Loop, Columbia, Missouri, Champaign, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, Chesterfield, Missouri. Two food trucks driving around town. So please, guys, if you're in the area, if you live in the area and you like BFR, if you like Band from Ringside, go get yourself some Soul Taco, guys. They have delicious tacos, delicious burritos, delicious quesadillas, spicy pork, steak, chicken, anything you want, guys. That's David Choi. He's the head chef there, and he does what he wants, and everybody likes it. They've been on the Travel Channel. They've been on, uh, an, what's the other channel they've been on, JCB? You're supposed to help me out here. Uh, what is that, Food Network? Food Network, yes, thank you. You're they welcome. are everywhere, and they are delicious. So Soul Taco, that's S-E-O-U-L, Soul Taco, friend of the show, sponsor of the show. Go check them out. Without further ado, fellas, I think we it's time to get into our three count. JCB, do it up. We're going to fly over to Japan for the first count and talk about Cody flipping on Kenny Omega at the New Japan, I believe it's New Beginnings in Sapporo. Um, Omega surprisingly loses to Jay White Queen. Uh, good match, not great. After the match, uh, Hangman Page comes in to essentially challenge Jay White for the title. Kenny snatches the title away from Adam Page, gives it back to Jay White. There was a little brouhaha, for lack of a better term, between the Bullet Club. Cody comes in and eventually turns on Kenny Omega, puts him in the crossroads, has Adam Page, who reluctantly picks up Kenny Omega at this point to serve him up with a nice little chair shot, enter Kota Ibushi to make the save. Obushi tries to help Kenny Omega up. He refuses. And then eventually they hug it out. 
a la The Shield, obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, I was not privy to the fact that they were a tag team up until a couple hours after the pay-per-view. So a lot of this didn't make sense at first, but now the more and more the week progresses is the more and more it makes sense. Apparently, Ibushi and Omega were a tag team before Omega went to Bullet Club. And And a really cute couple. uh, What is it? Like the the Golden Blinds or some shit? So what you're you're saying is that you weren't weren't watching New Japan while they were a tag team, which is fine. No. Because we're all kind of coming into New Japan together because we've been doing this podcast for about... Junipan. Because we've been doing this podcast (laughs) for about 10 months. So we've been doing this podcast together. So Jason no, Bell almost spit out his beer. So <laughs> I, did, I didn't know that Ibushi and Omega were a tag team either. I didn't know that. Um, and the crowd reaction is very similar to what happened when the Shield reunited. Streamers came off, big crowd popped, the whole shebang. So with that being said, there's a lot of questions leaving unanswered. Is Who's on the, the Bullet Club side? Adam Page obviously seems like he's with Cody. Uh, the Young Bucks kind of split off from Kenny Omega after he pushed down Matt Jackson trying to break up the fight. So they walked off before. Matt Jackson won the Young Bucks. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm sorry. I, was say, I, Just, I thought you were talking to me. Um, what does this mean for Bullet Club? What does this mean for Ubushi and Omega? It's a lot of different storylines just coming off this one major storyline, which essentially means, in no uncertain terms, that Omega's out. Cody is probably now in as the number one guy in Bullet Club. Where do we go from here is ultimately what's going to happen. Do you happen. think we're going to mirror the Wolfpack? Oh, God, no. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say that. What I, I mean is, you know, you know, like, just yeah. that split, you know, because right. Bullet Club is the modern Club. day NWO. So we have that divide. Egos get too big. Right. Rivalries right. happen. Right. Do you think that we'll have some situation like that? Um, no, because it, it, the way it felt like it was going to be Ibushi and Omega versus everyone else because nobody else came in to save Omega. Now, maybe down the line, you know, they might, you know, pick up someone else at that point, if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong on this one, Zach, I thought Abushi was already a part of the Chaos faction? I thought he was, Question too. Mark? Okay, so that kind of leads me into, that's Jay White. Does Kenny Omega want to become a part of the faction that he just lost the U.S. title well, to? What, what's the What's the big next New Japan pay-per-view? Uh, I believe it's in February. Dominion, um, right? No, it's they're going to oh, do. That's March. They're going to do one pretty much every month with English commentary. I think it's the tenth of February. It sounds right. So it's coming up in the next couple months. So what's the match that we're looking forward to in that? Uh, that I don't think are they've we, announced are, are it we yet, at, yet. I know, but I'm asking you: Are we oh, looking at Omega Ibushi versus the Young Bucks? Maybe that was the the knee jerk reaction that I took away from when we were that watching. That would be it. a big match. Yeah, and it, it, it would kind of make sense. Yeah, you know, because now would, you got that would be hot. You got two tag teams against each other, uh, both established tag teams. That would probably be the one that makes sense. Hangman Page, Jay White uh, would probably make sense because that would be your U.S. title. Uh, feud or whatever the case may be um okada's already linked up to sonata so that's probably not i'm starting to think about it that's the next pay-per-view for new japan okada versus sonata for you, the time why don't you think about this shit before we go on air i'm thinking about it now it's working itself out don't worry about it i'm putting it puzzles uh, together. thoughts on that uh two beer 
I didn't get to watch. Uh, like I was telling you guys beforehand, I uh, got suckered in. This time of year, I watch a lot of Oscar movies. So uh, between the fucking six hours of Royal Rumble and <laughs> the five hours of regular weekly stuff, I didn't get to watch an NXT this week yet. So um, I'm a little bit behind uh, on my New Japan um app so i need to put in some work but uh i i think this is interesting i like this rift just because it adds some drama into it you know it's one thing whenever a faction that is super over just runs roughshod over every other faction but it's nice to see some internal storyline um that happens that you know they're just not the fucking cool people like there's some problems there and i I think that adds some complexity i'd say having cody turn on kenny omega's pretty big like it's a big deal i mean ultimately that's gonna eat that's gonna lead to a kenny omega cody Rhodes match and they've been teasing it for a while i mean like a year at least yeah i was gonna say marty squirrel kind of teased that he was going to attack cody a few months back so i mean it was coming it was just how it was going to all unfold and it happened so quickly that Sunday night when it, when I saw it, I was like, oh, oh, this shit's happening. Wait a minute. <laughs> Let's say no, no don't fight. And, don't and fight. And I'm into that. Like a Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega match will be awesome. Maybe no, in L.A.? Maybe in L.A. That would I was getting ready to say, if, if you strung it out, that kind of makes sense that they would come to the States. You'd have two of their biggest, um, well, one American, one Canadian. It sounds like you're great. Two of their biggest whites. Sounds like, <laughs> Just yeah. in time for Black History Month. <laughs> two of the biggest, two of the two of the biggest round eyes they have. Um, wow! I would love to make it. I would love to make it to all in and whatever they're talking about there. But uh, I can only talk my wife into one. We're going all in. And I've also told her she can come. I mean, she's not. Somebody's got to gotta be responsible us, for like, us. I mean, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's not the way it works. Damn it. That's not, I have to be, you know what? Let me call my wife right here on air. We'll go to our two counts. All right, so our two counts going to be uh, the NXT TakeOver event at Philadelphia uh, that was headlined. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm taking away your shit. Go ahead, Zach. Oh, no, I thought you were just going to do it. That's cool. Uh, no, the TakeOver event in Philadelphia. Which, uh, as Bill was saying, was headlined by uh, Cian Almas and Johnny Gargano for the NXT title, and was boom the fucking so Jesus. Just to preface it, Takeover in general, I was like, all right, this Royal Rumble stacked. Every time I think there's no way they're gonna outdo this WWE card, and every fucking time they do it, (laughs) every single time, every time. So I'm like, I'm feeling it, like I'm fucking loving it. Like there's just you know, women's matches like okay, you know, and there's you know the opening matches like they're okay. I'm feeling all right. Then we get to fucking Aleister Black, Adam Cole, and I'm just like, oh my god. I'm just I'm just like nutting through the whole thing. <laughs> Adam Cole just about dies on you know oh, a, a chair shot where he sets up the chairs back to back. Yeah, that was and a spot that I've never seen before, and I've never seen that spot. And uh, so I was super excited, and I was like, "All right, no way, Almas and Gargano are going to be able to top that. That's the fucking match of the night." Then these motherfuckers come out. They even and- have a popcorn match in between. Yeah, it was just that match. It was Adam Cole, Aleister Black, and then right after that was Cian Almas versus Gargano. Yeah, and I mean, unbelievable. Like, I was 
sitting there with my wife and my wife's on her phone and she's, you know, dicking around and she doesn't really care too much about these two guys. She watches some, some things. She's okay with some, some wrestler. She doesn't know Alma. She doesn't know Gargano. And I'm just marking out. I'm fucking giddy. I'm jumping up and down every near fall. I'm fucking freaking out. And, you know, Vega gets involved. Gargano's wife gets involved. And the best part about all that is there was interference that contributed to a storyline that did not affect the outcome of an amazing match. So these guys get the fight forever chant. I mean, I think as a wrestler, that's the one chant that I want. I want to holocaust yeah, everybody. This is awesome. It's better yeah. than this is awesome because I was watching the Adam Cole. I rewatched the Adam Cole, uh, Alistair Black match tonight before we came in, and they were chanting "This is awesome" before it started. It's like that's not really the point of the "This is awesome." Exactly. So, fight forever is taking over. Go ahead. Fight I'm forever sorry. is what I would want to hear if I'm in the ring. So these guys just give us a fucking barn burner. Um, you know, I'm sure you guys watched it. Uh, Gargano does not overcome the odds. He, he Almas continues his reign, which I think he should. Vega's given him what is missing from his character, and I really want to see him as a champion more. Absolutely. And then we get uh, what I was expecting to actually interfere in the match. I was expecting Tommaso Ciampa to come out and interfere in the match, and I think this is better that he didn't, And uh, but he came out and he beat Gargano with the Man, crutch. NXT gets everything right, doesn't it? Everything. It I, does. I saw Triple H tweet after the Cole match, and he's like, "He's like, we're not done. That wasn't the main event. We are NXT." And I was yeah. like, "This guy's fucking. He knows what he's doing." NXT gets everything right, and I, I've asked this before, and uh, I mean, I echo everything that you just said about how great Takeover was because Takeover they do four Takeovers a year, right? Mm-hmm. And one before the big four, and they always take over. I mean, <laughs> yes. that's, I mean, that's really why it's called the takeover, right? I mean, they always they always oh, do it up, and I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the agents that do it better. I I don't know if it's Vince versus Triple H that Triple H has more to do with the takeovers than, and Vince has everything to do with the main roster pay per views. But man, you watch those takeovers, and they are—they—they're never more than three hours. Yeah, they're tight. They're five matches. They're succinct. Yeah, and, and I think it's a—I think it's a variety of those things. I think it's better booking. It's long-term booking. Who—who who are the agents, though? Like, I, do I you mean, think? I mean, I think it's Regal I, and Triple H. I know that Gargano uh, has is known for a ring as being a ring general. Like he gets into a match, but man, like even the. Even the even the camera shots when Gargano takes a bump and he's like dazed. freaking out like days, it's like the camera knows to be right there. So somebody's back there doing that, right? So it's probably Stephanie. I don't know if it's more. I I don't know if I want more. <laughs> you raw, dog. <laughs> so, raw. so so if there's four takeovers a year, right? Right. Could there be six? Could there be eight? Or would that only would that only take away from how great they are every time because they always outshot you can't name the last 12 takeovers have taken away have been better than the pay-per-view that came the night after i think that's part of it and i'll jcb answer but i think absolutely do you think it would be better i'm sorry it would would just water down um, I think that's one of the reasons why they're so great is, you, you know, it's like when you only have sex once every couple of months, it's fucking awesome. Right. 
<laughs> no one preach. You know. yeah. Do you think it would be better if they staggered them? No, I, I was going to say the four is probably perfect for me. The fifth, if you want to do it in conjunction with money in the bank, that's fine too. Any more than that, I think you're going to start getting it to the point where you don't have enough time in between pay per views, and that was, I think, some of the one of the biggest problems with the main roster is that you look up. And you got a pay-per-view in, in two or three weeks. They're and throttling then, that back this year, too, which is great. Which is fine. And that's a good start. It's great. But they don't, they don't long-term book. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, ba- it's basically from week to week to show the show, oh, we have a pay-per-view coming up. Okay, well, now let's scramble and start figuring out how we're going to build this card up versus NXT, which you could probably kind of see. They have to shed matches. They have to be like, hey, this match ain't going to happen on right, NXT because we're say, only doing five. Right. You could kind of see. Have they ever had six matches on a? On a I'm sure they have, maybe once or twice. But maybe, I mean, but it, it seems like five is the standard. five is probably their yeah. their sweet spot number, and maybe and it's a six. always less. Like when I when I come home on Saturday nights and my wife passes out, and I was like, I'm starting this motherfucker <laughs> right now. It's always less than three three hours. Two twenty three, I think, was. Uh, Two twenty three, two twenty eight, something like something that. There's like no, that. there's no crowd fatigue in that case. The crowd's into it the whole time. Yeah, yeah. that's why they don't have to have popcorn matches. Yeah, because well, the crowd's into it the entire time. But part of the reason why they're into it is because the the story is so good. The only one that they didn't build for this takeover was the uh, Velveteen Dream uh, Cassius Ono, but they kind of got away from that. Well, they kind of got into it with. Uh, Velveteen Dream saying, okay, I can knock him out in 30 seconds. So the bell rings and the crowd's immediately into it, yeah. counting to 30. And Velveteen Dream's ring gear like brings him into it. He's wearing and, fucking boxing trunks. Right. Cassius Ono is enough of a stud. He's a great wrestler. Uh, I mean, he's there to put guys over. He is. That's Chris his, Hero. That's his job there. That's his job there. He's there to put... What are you writing down? You don't have to write it down. I'm not writing... He's writing I'm, down his name. Yeah, I'm writing down names. You don't worry about what I I'm write writing down. down. I, I make marks every week about how many times you say whatever the case may be. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it's a lot now. <laughs> Guilty as charged. No, I just... Like I said, ultimately... I like the the formula the way it is. If you want to stick to this formula NXT wise, this is a good formula. Oh, to stick I hope to. it never stops. Yeah, I, because I, I, it's like, enough time to actually let things naturally develop. I it wish, doesn't happen over two to three weeks. I wish they would have longer pay. I wish I wish they would have more pay per views, not longer pay per views, just more of them. Like I think they have four a year, and every time they're killer. And I'm sympathetic to them thinking that maybe too many more would water it down. For sure. But man, six would be great. Six would probably be Especially the, because you, a, the top number. You don't have to have... I mean, Lars Sullivan wasn't even on this one, right? Right. Like, you have guys that wouldn't even even be on this certain one. Like, you have Ricochet, War Machine, oh God, EC3, please, no. Adam Cole. You have all these motherfuckers that could be on... Every other pay-per-view. But that's what the great part about this is, and you can jump in after this, Zach, that they're going to do this the right way and not rush it. But the night, I guess WrestleMania is Less coming is up. Less is more, yes. Less is more, and when by the time the WrestleMania comes up, you will introduce these new characters, you'll get them into new feuds, and then by the time WrestleMania comes around, you'll be ready to see these guys, if they haven't been in the ring already, face one or the other and kind of go off from that point. Absolutely. Now we have three months to build 
Tommaso Ciampa oh. versus Johnny Gargano, <laughs> which shit. whether or not oh, it, yeah. it's not going to be the title match, but it's going to be the best match of the night. Oh, yeah. And be- it might be the title match. Who knows? We'll see. We got three months in between. But that's going to outshine. That'll outshine AJ Nakamura two at WrestleMania. That'll outshine Lesnar Reigns. That'll outshine fucking Ronda Rousey versus whoever. It's going to be the best match of the weekend. It's going to be the match that has the most emotional attachment to it. And that's why. To that's it. why yes. it'll be the best. Yes, and it you, will. You are emotionally attached to these 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 people, and you know they're giving their all in the ring, and they're giving their all to these storylines. And so, if I had to ask you what the best match of the weekend was, almost Gargano without fail. I said it beforehand on Twitter. I I knew that Aleister Black, Adam Cole was going to be the match of the night, and then it lived up to the hype. And then the next thing you know, here comes Gargano and Andre Cien Almas, and it just it it blew my mind how great that match was. It was literally like having some of the greatest sex in your life, and you got to have the cigarette afterwards. <laughs> Mine is uh, Cedric Alexander versus Grand Metalik. No, I'm kidding. It was. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say you trying to look at my face. I was getting ready to come across this table. It was Gargano Almas. Gargano Almas got me off twice. I watched that match twice. It was fucking now, that's great. Some good sex, man. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It was an unbelievable it was, match. It's though. on the short list. It's of like, when, it's like match when you nut and she keeps sucking. <laughs> He's like, oh shit. <laughs> Let me hold on to something. <laughs> oh, my God. I think we have to lose most of our sponsors right now. <laughs> at that point, we're going to get to our three counts. <laughs> <laughs> our three counts is the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, which there's tons of stuff to talk about in terms of the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, guys. Um, I guess we can start off with the women's, yeah, for which, sure. which uh, went off at the end of the show. A little surprising. A little surprising? I think we could... Go back no, to it, last week's podcast where you told me I was an idiot saying it was going to be the main event. Yeah, I don't get to be right against you very long. So very go often. ahead, knock yourself out. Revisionist history, you're Here, correct. Here's There's the no question, question without, you, without you guys arguing about who was, who was right and who was wrong. Here's the question. Do you think that it would have been a main event had Ronda Rousey not come out, or do you think that they just wanted that right after? Because I would like no, to think... No, that's all they wanted. And I also don't think that they, uh, I also don't think that that moment would have been lost at all if it would have been in the middle of the. No, I don't think so either. I would like to think that they what would were do. You say? I'm sorry. I would like to think they would do a women's main event just based not because they've never done it, which they haven't. NXT has done it, but WWE is not. But I, no, I would WWE like WWE done it. When when they do the women's no, main Sasha, event, Sasha uh, Charlotte, not in a pay per view. Sasha Charlotte, that was what the Iron Man match. Uh, the, Iron oh, Man the match Hell in a Cell? Yeah, Iron Man match. That was Hell the main event? Yeah. I did not remember that. It was so impactful that I had forgotten. Yeah, yeah, I was, I'm just saying. It's, it's, wor- it's worth a Google, guys. I, I, I think it was sleeping. But, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, you know, I just I hate that they are making a big deal. I'm, I'm feminist. I'm all about equal rights. But, like, wh- when are you going to stop making a big deal about breaking a glass ceiling that you fucking created? Like they are the ones that fucking created the ceiling. That's like a, that's a very, very, very good point. And also, like Ronda Rousey came out there all smiles, like in a jacket too big. I know it's the Roddy Roddy Piper jacket. I know her; she's family friends with them or whatever. But like, she should have had a look on her like Shayna Baszler. You know, like what I mean? ready to kill somebody. 
like she should have gone out there ready to kill somebody. She should not have been out there smiling like, hey, I'm just happy to be here. She needs to go out there and put somebody in the submission move. That would have like, been cool. Stop smiling. They See, they ruined that. No, put Stephanie it, in a fucking no, submission it, move. They, okay. Put Stephanie in a submission move because the, the rumor is that it's going to be Triple H and Stephanie versus Ronda Rousey and The Rock. Okay. I, I get the smiling part. I was kind of taking a bathroom, it back. a bathroom break for this podcast. Yeah, without question. Yeah. I get everybody's beef about her coming out and smiling, but I think you're taking away from the human element of this. This is probably one of the biggest crowds she's ever been just standing in front of. The whole world, the whole world is essentially watching, waiting for her to come out. So, I mean, yeah, there's going to be nerves coming out from the back. You hear this big pop. You got Roddy Roddy Piper's jacking on. This is your basically your wrestling dream happening in front of you. So, yeah, there's going to be that... 30 seconds of holy shit this shit is happening so yeah she's gonna smile i'm not mad about that everything that they that's did a so that's a soft bigotry of low expectations look i'm not asking ronda rousey to come in there and put somebody in the arm bar she's not ready to do that well, shit well she doesn't have to she just has to come out there and not wait you just get finished saying wait you just get finished saying you want her to come out and put somebody in a submission did no, you or did you not say I, that i want her to come out there and not smile Dude. Like, like she's just happy to be there. She I mean, should be. No, she, <laughs> no, she looks like uh, Stephen Amell, the guy from Green Arrow, or whatever the fuck ha- it's called. They came to her. WWE came to Ronda Rousey and said, "Hey, we want you to be a part of this spectacular." Uh, you don't think so? I'm okay. No. I'm okay. I absolutely think that they approached her. She. I mean, she could have sat back. She has money, but she's going to get a lot more money. And I'm okay with her smiling. Uh, I think it would have been equally badass if she came out and fucking beat somebody down. But, yeah, I mean, you're on a grand stage. The expectations are low, or the expectations are high, but the stakes are low for her. She doesn't. It doesn't fucking matter what she does in the ring. Like she could, she's gonna get the fucking right paycheck. Right now, it doesn't. It doesn't. She's right not now, looking it doesn't. at a long career. If she's looking at a long career. It does. If no, she's she looking says for a this is her job now. That's what she said. She okay, said this so, is my job now. I so, plan on being here for a while. So night one. So don't come comes, out there smiling. I mean, look, she doesn't know what to do. I mean, goddamn, it's this isn't UFC. This the is soft WWE. Bigotry of low expectations. <laughs> Whatever, man. That's what it's called. Okay, man. all right. Uh, can, can we actually talk about the Royal Rumble? now at this point because I mean I think we beat the Ronda Rousey thing to death yeah I could talk about it okay sure. the women's Royal Rumble here's my biggest disappointment about the women's Royal Rumble is that we once again sticking to the quote unquote established stars and these ain't established stars by Trish Molly Holly Lita that's really about it Troy Wilson nice on the eyes you can go Kelly Kelly <laughs> nice on the eyes you can go there's a lot of these chicks that were the surprise entrance that Literally, you can tell the difference between the skill level. When you put Sasha Banks nope. next to no Kelly doubt. Kelly, it was like, okay, please, God, don't let anybody get hurt. No doubt. I yep. know Kelly Kelly's going to get eliminated, but don't let anybody get hurt. I thought that Trish Stratus and Sasha Banks had some pretty good chemistry together, mm. though. And, like, Trish Stratus could come in today and have a pretty good feud with Sasha program. Banks. Yeah. yeah. But no she's, doubt. but like I said, she's one of the handful. Um, Same thing, Lita. Lita looked good. She did, minus the moonsault. Well, she, uh, uh, her, her moonsault always looked like that. Yeah, her moonsault is no. Always this was been bad. this was the worst of the bunch because she almost hit her head on the she way down. Ne- she never gets any altitude on no, it. She yeah. just kind of it's, it's, it's a flat moonsault. 
God, God bless her. Thanks for coming out, but I'm glad nobody got hurt. Let's jump to the men's side for a little bit. Um, Hold on, real quick, the, I want to stick. I want to stick to the women's real quick because I got a couple things. First of all, biggest disappointment for me: Michelle McCool's ring gear. Three of the things that I hate most in the world: camos, glitter, and fucking crosses. Like I would make the worst gay duck dynasty dude because I would not be into any of those. Yeah, she was. She was the Mike Matheny. Oh my god! It was fucking miserable. Uh, but Damn. you know, st- sticking into the uh, you know, Oscar, great. I don't know why we both picked Nia Jax, and I know why I did. But thinking about it, they've already given Oscar so much. Why would they not give her this? You know. 500 and something day streak, undefeated. Why would lose, they not give her this? If you lose and the Battle Royal doesn't go against her undefeated streak. Exactly. So I this That's what ch- I thought, too. This is the chance to get somebody else over. Now, instead of two women, you got four. Yep. You know, and now you got options. Plus, who was it? I think it was somebody on Friends of BFR. Might have been Samir. Uh just like quoted Vince in a joking way like so I guess these uh, kids these days like these Japanese wrestlers (laughs) I can't believe they both won you know I'm I'm very happy but I can't believe that they gave it to both of them it's pretty pretty unbelievable to me that two Asian Americans are not not even Americans just two Asians won the Royal Rumbles I mean that's that seems like a big step forward in WWE even though they're only doing it to make more money, which I mean, they Gee, wouldn't do. They wouldn't do money. They wouldn't do it unless it was making them more money. But goddamn, like having Nakamura and Asuka both win on the same night seems like a big deal, and might seem like a big deal further down the road when we look at it with a little bit of hindsight. Absolutely. Uh, two thoughts, and then if you want to move on, we can move on. Number one, just a question, trivia question. Do you know who had the most eliminations in the Women's World Rumble? Most eliminations, was it? I don't know, Nijax. No. Good guess, though. Was it Becky? No. Sasha was in the longest. We said her name. This is a good pod. Who is it? Michelle McCool. Five. Oh, yeah, she did throw a lot of motherfuckers How out. the fuck is Michelle McCool going to get five fucking eliminations and Nijax Maybe, maybe she it? just did it. You know what I mean? Whatever. Number two. Is the language barrier going to be a problem with Asuka and Shinsuke building any, whatever match they want to build going to WrestleMania? Not if they don't make them talk a lot. Like if they just make it about performances. The thing is, Shinsuke is fluent, but he doesn't speak very well. But he's absolutely fluent. Like we saw it you know, this week whenever he just... He was fucking with AJ, and he's right. like, he just kept repeating the same thing. I'm going to beat you, WrestleMania. He's like, do you even understand me? He's like, I'm messing with you. Yes, like we'll be fine tonight. We're gonna, you know, you know. It, if you took Nakamura and AJ off a of TV for the month prior to WrestleMania, and you just said these guys are these guys are working towards WrestleMania, and he just showed some videos of them like punching bags and doing whatever they did, and then you didn't put them on TV for another month before WrestleMania. The match would be just as huge. They don't need to do that whole build-up shit. In fact, they could do all the build-up stuff for the rest of the bullshit matches that they're going to do. Yeah. No, I don't have a problem That's, with that. I mean... Actually, I like the idea while you play playing. The appeal of AJ Nakamura is, hopefully, we see a five-star match. 
I think that's absolutely that's, good. That's all. That's, that's all we're hoping for is marks, right? Yeah, give him we're the time just, to play. We're just looking for twenty-five minutes between Nakamura and AJ. I'm greedy. I want thirty, but that's just me. I'm greedy yeah. as fuck. Yeah. It's like I want but, thirty, but I, mean, I only need two. But, you know? but <laughs> reali- <shit>. realistically, <laughs> realistically, between uh, WWE and us, like we're just hoping for twenty-five minutes between them, right? That sounds realistic. Yeah, right. So. I want to see that. Um, what I want to see between Brock Lesnar and whoever and Roman Reigns is eight minutes of pure carnage. Yeah, like the match at the Royal Rumble, it was just carnage, carnage, carnage. Like my boy was upset. He was very excited whenever the men's match happened early because he got to stay up. He didn't have to stay up. He got he just got to watch it. But he was upset that he couldn't watch the triple threat. And then whenever I showed it to him, like he was like into it because they just beat the fuck out of each other. Right. Especially with the bronze super stiff knee Woo! to Lesnar and then Lesnar's super <laughs> stiff response. Oh my god. Like you punched him for fucking real. This is banned from ringside. Guys, some other stuff about the Royal Rumble. Uh Elias had a pretty good run, right? It yeah. was it was a quiet run, but it, it's just Mysterio it's, came back. Mysterio came back. It's good to see Ray Mysterio. Um, Jesse Helms came back. He looked like Hurricane. KO to me. Yeah, he looked like KO to me from a distance. And I remember saying it that night. I was like, "Is that KO? Is that KO?" Because I kept looking. I'm like, "Man, that doesn't look like Hurricane." Really got and some. God bless me. Some sort of car accident. Well, okay, then the only maybe negative. he's just. Not taking that weight off, but he just looked bigger to me. Only negative thing about the Mysterio, he he eliminated Adam Cole like pretty quick. That was a bummer. Um, and then another funny thing, Cena is the loudest shot spot <laughs> ever. Like we already know that. But early in the match, he sets up Reigns and Cena for the six one nine, and apparently Cena thinks that's the perfect time facing the hard camera to just have a little chat with Reigns. <laughs> and I'm like, motherfucker. And then, like, later on, when they get down to, like, four people, and it's Cena, Reigns, Finn, and Nakamura, like, Cena and Reigns are standing off, and you hear just Cena, you just see him screaming, now, now, and then that's whenever they attack, I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, like. He said, Shinsuke, Shinsuke, now. Yeah. Now. It was awful. It was bad. It was, it was as bad as, and I didn't really see it the first time around, because I was pretty banged up. I watched it again this morning and then another time at Bill's house. And it just, the, the it more and more I watched it the second, the third time around, I'm like, man, this is just blatantly obvious. It was worse than Seth Rollins' tights, which looks like they came off of diners, drive-ins, nah, and suicide wait a dives. I was down with Seth Rollins' tights. Oh, come on. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, I you don't missed have a my joke you. because you were so oh, obstinate. But hey. it's fine because I have a backup joke. Tell which your is joke that again. They, <laughs> sorry. They came off of Bam Bam Bigelow's corpse. <laughs> That's my backup joke. <laughs> the other one was diners, drive-ins, and suicide dives, guys. Oh, <laughs> bam, bam, big one was bad. That's good. <laughs> Should just stick with that. Anyway, I hated him. Zach Pullman, everybody. <laughs> Funny I'm effort. Uh, Rusev is number one contender. Oh, you and know number what? one in the Rumble. Uh, you know what, Sam? All another one right here. This is banned from ringside. Uh, Rusev is the number one contender. Yes. U.S. US title. title, yeah, they were high for Rusev and, and Philly. This would be a good. This, this would be a good opportunity for a double turn, right, guys? <sighs> yeah, but it's yes. not going to happen. Yeah, but it's not going to happen. Why it's, not? Because Vince likes Rusev in that comedy spot. Vince likes Bobby 
in that mid-card face spot. But there's no way that Bobby Roode should be a face. No, no, no. Everybody's can see. And there's that no he, way that Rusev should be a heel, right? Everybody can see that Bobby Roode is better positioned as the heel. People are marking out for Rusev as a face. Can it be done? Yeah, it can be done. This is wrestling. Anything's possible. Done. Will it be done? I can't see that happening. All right, uh, Zach, what do you think about Dudley's being the Hall of Fame? Oh, I mean, I think absolutely deserved. Um, I watched them more in ECW than I did in uh, WWE because by the time uh, Vince had purchased WCW, I was kind of on the outs um, with watching. I, I was not a weekly watcher at that point. So, But, you know, 3Ds and, you know, interracial brotherhood and you know everything else like it was a, it was a good time and perfect time in february baby absolutely um you know i think they definitely fill that uh tag team i think they're, they're a worthy tag team for the hall of fame if we would want to do a mount rushmore of tag teams which i don't think we've ever had that discussion on friends Ooh. of bfr on facebook or just a band from, band from ringside podcast on facebook at twitter bfr zach all lower case letters with an h bfr jcb bfr bill bfr pod all twitter and then bfr pod on instagram i think if we did a kind of a poll or what you think the Mount Rushmore tag teams would be. I think they need to be on that Mount Rushmore. You can put the other three teams of your choice right on next that. to I don't Jason care. Jordan, Seth Rollins. Right next to Jason Jordan, Seth Rollins. But <laughs> I think the Dudleys deserve this. It was probably two or three years overdue, but it's here now. They needed it. They deserve it. And like I said, it's probably one of the better tag teams in the last, let's just say, half. 10, 15 years, give or take. I mean, this goes back to the Attitude Era. I mean, tag tag teams are a weird thing because there are certain tag tag teams that um, are single stars that hop in together, and those aren't really tag teams to me. No. Edge and Christian, they're a tag tag team team to me. Yeah. Dudley Boys. They're a tag team. Tag team. Rock and Roll Express, they're a tag team. Hardys, they should be a tag team. They're, they're Hardys are a tag, tag team. team. Road they're Warriors. not. They're not good enough to be on their own. But if you combine them with someone else that does things better or different, like the Road Warriors is the first team that comes to mind. Hawk was the flyer. Animal was the ground and pound guy. Hawk did the you know the majority of the talking, but Animal could throw some stuff in there too. Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, same thing. You. I didn't good put, tag like, te- Hall and Nash, the Outsiders. Good tag teams complement each other. And those are, the to me, what are the best tag teams. If you put, like, Roman Reigns and John Cena with the, with each other and make, try to make them a tag team, it wouldn't work. Because they, they don't do the complement. Yeah, they don't complement each other. A good tag team complements each other. And in, in this scenario with the Dugleys, they're one of the best. And like I said, way, way deserving of the Hall of Fame. It's like Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss. Now, that's, that's a tag team. That's the porno. I mean, tag team. I didn't realize I wanted to see. <laughs> <laughs> you said the point. Oh my god! Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, don't you ever disrespect the wrestling like Us- that again? Did you guys watch the Usos promo this week where they had the actual jail cells oh, dropping yeah. in front of it? That was bad. Right? It was cheesy. It was cheesy. 
wasn't uh, their fault. It, it, yeah, I mean they they cut Not the promo. But they cut the promo that no, they should have cut. No, that's a great promo. Yeah, that's it, a great promo. It basically in just fact says, they gave them the time just to go out there and be like, hey, cut. Do 10 minutes about how great you are. How, is, how you've beaten basically every tag team on the SmackDown roster. Perfect. I'm okay. down with that. I got, the no yeah. doubt. It was just a bad production Yeah, choice. they should just leave the, the bars all that other nonsense off. But I will give them credit for this top 10 that they're trying to do. Like a power ranking top 10. Yeah. Let's see how it de- develops itself out and it plays itself out. But if they do it right, maybe we can get away from this 50-50 booking. That'd be cool. Uh, we got the revival beat Slater and Rhino, and use some forbidden words again. They talked about the fans getting themselves over, right? Like, uh, I'm, I'm liking it. I, I, I like it, but I mean, well, where, they're, suppo- they're supposed to be old school guys, and they're they're using new school words, like saying. They're old school and saying that the fans are trying to get themselves over, over is kind of breaking kayfabe a little bit, right? Yeah. No question about it. Oh, yeah. I'm just worried about where this ends, ultimately, because, I mean, if they're going to still, they're going to be heels. There's no question about it. You got the bar as heels. Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan are Jason, probably going to be Jason, gone. Jason. Why are you always worried about the ending? Like, because I'm worried about the ending. Enjoy the Enjoy the journey, man. <laughs> Fuck that Like you're so mad about it If there's this path That I'm walking down And I can't see where it goes A, a half mile down the line I'm kind of worried about This next half mile down the line Why? Because I can't see What the fuck's going on I mean I think you should talk To your therapist about that <laughs> Tuesday next week Shut uh, up We got Finn uh, Lost to Cena clean Any thoughts about Finn losing to Cena clean? I Thought it was going to happen because I saw JCB tweet it and he's like, no reason that Cena goes over <laughs> except the fact that he's probably just going to go over. Um, it's fucked up. I mean, oh, they want Cena in the Elimination Chamber. I mean, I, it doesn't hurt Finn to lose to Cena, but it doesn't, it doesn't. fucking help him either. And, That's right. You know, I'm, I was fine with whatever, but. Like JCB said, like in his tweet, like there's no reason for it. Uh, JCB, it else. looks like we have Zami Zayn versus Kevin Owens next week, fighting uh, to have the the number one contender spot, number um, one contendership against AJ Styles. This is who you think is going to win. I I think I know who's going to win. Sammy, Sammy. I I want to say Sammy, but then I'm sorry, but I'm looking down the line. There's a six-pack challenge coming down the line at some point. I mean... That Tony Nese is going to win. That would be sweet. Um, how do we get from here to there? I think Sammy's going to win next Tuesday, but then you already have this advertised as do you a six-pack challenge. Too, do you think it's too soon to have KO and Sammy turn against each other? A little, but uh, I think you're starting to kind of run, run out of storylines. You're running out of you know guys to face... AJ Styles, and that's part of the problem when you just book a few stars really great and the rest like shit versus booking the whole roster and trying to build the whole roster up. So now that way, God forbid, if you run into a spot where Seth Rollins is dealing with a back injury and Jason Jordan is dealing with a neck neck injury, you're not you're not caught in a spot where you you got to make a a booking so quickly. Granted, AJ and um, Finn Balor last year was on the spot, and it turned to be a great match. 
that shit's just not going to happen all the time. You're going to run into of, a conquer yeah. of those athletes, right? You're going to run into a conquer if you try to put guys together that usually aren't supposed to be together. What do you That's think? That's my ultimate problem with this whole thing. What do you think about Sasha Banks almost dying? Try and do a suicide dive tonight <laughs> or on Monday. Uh, oh man, that was that was rough looking, man. I'll say this: that was a total botch. It looks never... it looks like a botch. There's no question about it because her legs looks hit like the a ro- botch. Her I don't know that it was supposed to the... go so badly. Thank you, and that's what I think the problem is: is that she has to slow down going through the ropes, but her legs get caught. On the middle rope, so that's going to naturally bring her down. So as she's getting kicked, her body is going down, and then boom, she hits the LED screen. This ain't this is a brutal film. She missed the ropes, hit her feet on the ropes, fell through, didn't even get kicked, didn't go far enough to get kicked, just fell down on her head, yeah, and looked stupid. Well, I think. Absolutely, but I think the spot was for her to go down anyway, but it wasn't supposed to be that bad. Right. So it wasn't like they had to work it into the story of the match. She was supposed to get kicked, and it was supposed to be brutal, but it was way worse than it should have been. Same way with that cruise spot with Sheamus and Cesaro. Yeah, when uh, you hit the pole head first or whatever. Yeah, it was bad. That that looked a lot worse than what I initially had thought it was going to be. But, I mean, you're not going to take these spots away. I mean, it's it's just a part of wrestling. You know, you just you pray for the best. Hopefully nobody gets hurt. We all get entertained, and everybody goes home safe. Hey, everybody. Mm-mm. We know there's a ton of podcasts. Sing to it to him, to. Daddy. Sing it to him. We appreciate you listening to our podcast. Oh, shit. For Sam the Mall and Roll. Check. For JJ Twigs. Check. For Soul Taco. Check. For Bo Geisman. Check. For Chris Demon. Check. For Vinnie Mac. Our Vinnie for Mac. Freeplay Media. Check. For Two Beers, Zach Boland. Oh, hi. AC Two Beers leaving the building. For JCB. Happy Black History Month, everybody. Oh, I forgot the Black History Month thing. (laughs) I got you. I'll take that away from you, too. (laughs) You know, white people have had it hard, too, guys. We don't get a month. You get the other 11. (laughs) Is that the end of it? (laughs) We're we're about finished. He He hasn't said his name yet. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice, Sam. And I'm Bivay. <laughs> Don't be healed.